In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mommy, will there be chocolate eggs at Easter time? Well, yes, the mother told her five-year-old son. Uh, but, but really, you know, that's not the main part of Easter. The main part is that we remember that Jesus rose from the dead. Uh-huh. And, and will they be solid or will they be hollow eggs? Well, I don't know, but, uh, but that's not important. The main thing is that we worship God and remember that he rose from the dead and that we'll never have to worry about death again. Uh-huh. And will there be marshmallow yellow peeps too? This mother was correct in trying to have a teachable moment to her son about Easter because Easter has been endangered recently in becoming commercial Easter just like commercial Christmas. And she is right to talk to him about the dark days because those are going to come for him too. Maybe it'll be that he is uh, rejected by a friend of his and as time moves on, he may be bullied in school. He may have uh, failed a test. He might not make the team. He might be dumped by a girlfriend. Later on, he could get divorced. He could have even the death of a child, which would be horrible. And in all those things, Chocolate eggs and yellow peeps just aren't going to make it. Those are dark days. It was dark for the disciples, too, on Easter Sunday morning. An interesting uh, detail from the Gospel of John is that it says, And while it was yet dark, Mary went to the tomb. And it was not just dark outside. It was dark in her heart. It was dark in her soul. It was dark for the disciples. The air was hanging with a toxic cloud of fear and grief. It was dark. And when they went, they didn't know what to expect. But they just went because that's what women did. They wanted to anoint Jesus' body. They wanted to spend one last moment with him. They wanted to show him respect and just be close. And if they'd have been thinking about it, they would have known it was a fool's errand because the tomb was sealed and big rock and seal and armed guards because the religious leaders didn't want the disciples to come and steal Jesus' body and then say, oh, he was raised from the dead. So they sealed it up and put armed guards. They should have known that they had no business going there. Nothing good could happen. But they were grieving and they weren't thinking and they just put one foot in front of the other until they got to the tomb. They went expecting nothing. But lo and behold, when they got there, they got everything and more. Because when they got there, there had been an earthquake. The stone was rolled away. There was an angel sitting on the stone. The guards were passed out from fright. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Go and see the place where he lay. Now, go and tell your, the disciples that Jesus is risen from the dead and he goes ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. And the women left with fear and great joy and they ran headlong into Jesus and fell at his feet and worshipped him and cried and laughed. And Jesus said to them, Go now quickly and tell my brothers that I go on to Galilee ahead of them. There they will see me. And they left. And they went and told the disciples, 
But of course the disciples thought it was too good to be true and they, they doubted the word of the women. The, the, one gospel says they considered it an idle tale. Oh, histrionic Mary, hysterical women, you, you can't believe what they say. Women couldn't even testify in court in those days. They were so dismissed. Oh, you know, yeah, it can't be true until they found out it was true. Those words, he is not risen, he is not here, he is risen. Those are the watchwords of the Christian faith. Without those words, not much that we have to say has very much meaning. He is not here, he is risen. Those are the words that in our darkest days are the words that sustain us because we know that the forces of evil are not going to stop. They're going to keep working overtime. The forces of sickness and heartache and pain and grief and death, they're going to keep doing what they do. But the Easter message, he is not here, he is risen, tells us, but that's not the end of the story because those forces cannot win. Yes, they will give us a run for our money, this side of the grave, but they cannot win. Ultimately, God wins because he raised his son Jesus from the dead for us to put death away forever. Those words, he is not here, he is risen, those are the words that we take heart in when we lose somebody that we care about. When somebody in our family or our close friends dies, those are the only things that we can do that have comfort. We grieve not as those who have no hope. We have great hope, the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Those are the words when it is dark and we have days like we do now with the coronavirus and people getting sick and people dying and people losing their jobs and people unable to get together with their grandkids and people feeling like there's nothing that's normal because there isn't. These are the times when we remember he is not here. He has risen. And that means God has done something about our hurt and our pain. It doesn't mean that we're going to get out of all of that. God isn't going to necessarily dip us out of all of our troubles immediately. But he will be there to go through those troubles and he will still make something out of it. I'm convinced that even though this coronavirus is a horrible thing, I know God will still bring something or some several things that are good out of this because that's who he is. I mean, we have the prime example, Good Friday, Easter Sunday morning. Doesn't get any better than that in terms of taking something that's evil and turning it around and making it something for our salvation. And I know he will do that. I'm not sure exactly what it will be. Maybe it will be bringing families closer together, maybe appreciating one another, maybe people looking out for their neighbors more, maybe people recognizing that there's a difference between what are our wants and what are our needs. Maybe it will be a sense of gratitude and appreciation and thanking God that he does bring good and that if it weren't for God, nothing good would happen in this life. But I'm convinced he will bring something. There's also an interesting detail in our text for today, and that is when Jesus says to the women, go and tell my brothers that I go ahead of them to Galilee. There they will see me. My brothers. That is the most intimate word of unconditional acceptance that he could use because these are guys that fell asleep on him when he was praying sweating blood in the garden of Gethsemane asking the cup to be taken away from him these are the guys that betrayed him the guys that denied him and the guys that deserted him and he says my brothers I don't care what you did I don't care 
how many mistakes you've made. You are my brothers. And that's what he's saying to us too. You are my sisters. You are my brothers. And I will be with you. So if you can't get excited on Easter Sunday morning, probably one of several things is going on for you. Either A, you have never had any dark days in your life. You have wandered along with a four-leaf clover in your lapel, a lucky rabbit's foot in your pocket, and you have been zippity doo don through life, and nothing bad has ever happened to you. So the Easter message doesn't mean that much to you. Everything's great, which is doubtful. Or, two, you've never heard the good news that God sent his son Christ to save us. Paradise lost is paradise found. You've never heard the message. Well, hear it today. God loves you, and he sent his son to make sure that death and sickness and pain does not have the last word. God does. And Or three, you may have heard the good news, but it seemed a little too good to be true. And you thought, well, maybe that's, maybe that's the case for some people, but, but, but I'm, not, I'm not sure I qualify for that. And I want to tell you today, you qualify. If the disciples qualified, you qualify. God loves you. And so today, even though we can't join together and sing our hosannas as we would like to, I assure you that throughout the world, at various times in the day, depending on time zones, throughout the world there are people in all countries, in all languages, there are billions of people who are joining with us in the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they are saying, He is not here. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.